This is the John Favreau is My Daddy podcast with Jessica Garcia and Monica Montoya. Hello. 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 The daddy today has really made us feel very musical. The artist must be true. <laughs> Mama Legend of the Rent is way past two. <laughs> um, hey, 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 good morning. Good morning. Um, uh, I spent all of last night watching Violet Davis movies. What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> last night I watched Sin City, mm. um, which is a Robert Rodriguez movie. Is that Robert. Robert. Roberto Rodriguez. Um, my only knowledge of Robert Rodriguez was uh, he directed Spy Kids, uh, all he the Spy did. Kids uh-huh. movies, and he wrote all of them. He also did Alita Battle Angel. I, well, <laughs> the way I, I was saying, I know him. <laughs> Uh, and also from that one episode of the Chef Show, he has a good house in uh, in uh, Texas. Yeah, He's yeah. beautiful. Home. He makes all those pizzas yeah. in that oven. He makes all those pizzas. Oh, we're on the same page. Yes, yes, girl. <laughs> um, but he also made Sin City, which is not a movie I ever thought I would want to see or give a shit about seeing. But it was actually really good. And oh, I don't Sin really City. care about graphic novels. No one does. But I mean, sorry. <laughs> actually, quite quite a sorry, lot of everyone people do. does. <laughs> Um, I don't really care about graphic novels, but this one was pretty dope. I mean, I don't feel like inspired to go read them, but like the movie was really good. So that makes me feel so happy for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> How are inside. you this morning, Monica? Well, I'm a little extra jumpy because you gave me a fucking blondie, but a you cinnamon know, roll blondie. A cinnamon roll blondie for me. Yes. Um, I've also been really into the crown lately, and so I'm really obsessed with like that accent. <laughs> yeah, between you the watching crown. the crown and me seeing Bridgerton, it's always Bridgerton. just like mm, hello, hello. <laughs> this is the high society, like mm, extra. Mm. <laughs> Uh, it's mm, confusing. I'm yeah, it's a, it's the accent sort of like uh, rattles me to me bones because I just don't know what's going to come out of someone's mouth. Yeah, RP is very uh, chilling almost. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's it's kind of just got me on my toes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you. rewatching The Crown, enjoying my life. Nice. It is what it is. And you watched a million Viola Davis movies. I watched a million Viola Davis. Movies. Did you just watch one last night? I watched two last night. Oh, you watched both of them. Yeah. Wow. So what it's a good time. I'm happy. I'm happy with my life choices. <laughs> I think that the things that I choose to spend my fr- my so limited free time on, ninety <laughs> yeah. percent of them are just cooking in movies. Yeah, the, the, I, but ten percent is like menial tasks. It is convenient though because because it is still COVID. Like there's nothing else to do. I'm so interesting to find out. Actually, I'm really I'm really not interested in finding this out at all. <laughs> is how my life's gonna work after COVID? I think it'll be a while until things get like totally totally back to how they used to. I be. agree. I can't wait to stick that sweet sweet needle in me arm. <laughs> If anyone has any extra needles, let us know. Not those kinds of... You know what I mean. The vaccine. Pfizer. Uh, At Pfizer. Sponsor us. (laughs) This podcast is sponsored by Pfizer. (laughs) Get your double fixings today. Can you imagine? We would just be promoting medication every minute. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Side effects include... (laughs) 
Uh, we've got a special man yeah. for you. I'm really excited today. about this one. Um, very sim- We were just talking about this. Very similar to Adam Sandler in that a lot of people do not respect him. No, or they're just they just kind of like write him off. Like they mm-hmm. love him. He's very like beloved, but mm-hmm. you know they're just like, but he's not like a real actor. And we're here to say you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You got F's in school in school because you're wrong mm-hmm. in in the school of of rock in the perhaps? school of rock <laughs> because today we're talking about jack black thomas jacob black <laughs> yes that is it raise your hand if you didn't know jack black's name was thomas me me we're all raising our hand well Aaron everyone isn't. in the studio is raising their hands <laughs> the studio being my kitchen <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I'm very, very excited to talk about Jack Black. Yeah. Let's give you, you a little, uh, a little, about him. a little beat down, mm-hmm. a little backdrop, a little bit of a, about Jack Black. <laughs> Thomas Jacob Black or Daddy Jack Black, as we know him, is an American actor, comedian, singer, musician, songwriter, and YouTuber, y'all. That's right. Look him up, <laughs> Jack Black. His channel, I think he's at like a million subscribers. Yeah, That's a Jablinski lie. I have no idea. Is the name of the channel. So Who knows? Check him out. <laughs> uh, Daddy Jack was born the child of two satellite engineers. His mom worked on the Hubble Space Telescope. I <laughs> And then Jack Black came out of her. It's so confusing. Uh, But he struggled in the traditional school system and began excelling in drama. He later attended UCLA, where he met actor Tim Robbins. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Of Shawshank Redemption fame, who cast him in his first film role in the mockumentary Bob Roberts, leading Jack to then drop out of college and pursue a career in entertainment. He had a number of primetime television and small film roles, but it wasn't until his role in High Fidelity in 2000 that he gained real attention. Since then, Jack has started a number of films, gaining him wide recognition as one of the most talented comedic actors of our time. However, Jack's genuine talent and nuanced performances has also gained him critical recognition, resulting in two Golden Globe nominations, one for School of Rock and the other one for Bernie. When he's not acting, Jack is the lead vocalist of the Grammy award-winning comedic rock duo Tenacious D <laughs> and the frontman of his YouTube channel, Jablinski Games. He's also the literal daddy to two young strapping lads. And he's an Instagram sensation now with all those videos of him, like just dancing half naked in his backyard. <laughs> Uh, he brings so much joy yeah. to this world. So much joy. Joy God, to the world. Man. The seminal hit classic song, Joy to the World, is about him. Yeah. I, I would say that Jack Black is the standout, standout actor in like the holiday even. Like he just oh, really totally. grabs your attention. He grabs everything. <laughs> he grabs everything and all of you. Everything you have, he he grabs. Um, <laughs> What's our first movie, Yezika? Our first movie is High Fidelity, the movie that got Jack Black all that yummy attention. (laughs) (laughs) High Fidelity came out in 2000, written by D.V. Davis-Sentis, Steve Pink, John Cusack, and Scott Rosenberg, directed by Stephen Frears, based on the novel by Nick Hornby. Rob Gordon, played by John Cusack, is the owner of a failing record store in Chicago, where he and his two friends, Dick, played by Todd Luiso, and Barry, played by Jack Black, sell music the old-fashioned way, on vinyl. 
Although they have an encyclopedic knowledge of pop music and are consumed by the music scene, it's of no help to Rob, whose longtime girlfriend, Laura, played by Eben Yela, has just walked out on him. As he examines his failed attempts at romance and happiness, the process finds him being dragged, kicking and screaming, into adulthood. I I love High Fidelity so much. I love it too. It's it's the perfect movie if you know someone like Rob. <laughs> like if you know like the yeah. tortured artist yes. who doesn't give a fuck and like appreciates only one thing and if you don't know that thing then you're mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. Whose big life project is reorganizing their vinyl. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or their movies. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's just, it's a fantastic film. I think specifically because of Jack Black, which is why we chose this film. Yes. I know. Okay. Disclaimer. We know that this film does not star Jack Black. No. Nor is he on screen for more than mm, 15 minutes. No. But... The man steals the show. The man, he's the literal, like, I think he's like the engine of the movie. He's the engine like, of the movie. Like, every time he comes on screen, it's like he kicks you in the pants and keeps the movie going. One of his first lines in the film is, since when did the store become a fascist regime? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just delightful. I, I think one of the reasons why he's so good is because he's literally just himself. Truly. He like, just He's just acting with his eyebrows the entire time. I think he's one of the only actors that I can really think of who, like, in every single role, he's still Jack Black, but, uh-huh. like, I don't care. I don't care. It's just a different side of him it's, because he does, like, layer his performances. They are, like, really, really nuanced. In you know what's really ways. funny is I, f- I see Jack Black as, like, a like ketchup, right? Uh-huh. And he is, like, his essence is ketchup. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes he'll add a little bit of a kick to it. Like, he'll, like, make it, like, spicy ketchup. Yeah. Or he'll make it, like, garlic ketchup. <laughs> or, like, barbecue sauce. Because barbecue kind of sauce is ketchup. He is in this movie, Monica. I would call him barbecue sauce in this movie. Oh, he's barbecue sauce. Okay. Yeah. Just a little bit of a little bit of a cowboy. <laughs> Walking around <laughs> with his kind spurs. Of a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> Walking weird. around with his big old spurs in the stove yeah, in Chicago. Yeah, he literally, Chicago. like, explodes into the store. Like, and he plays, uh, what's that song called? Uh, walking on sunshine. I'm walking on sunshine. Wow! And he keeps turning it louder. And John Cusack is like, "Turn it down." He's turn like, "I can't down. get it to go any louder, man." <laughs> <laughs> um, um, uh, he's the perfect, the perfect condiment to John Cusack's like piece of toast. Yeah. Giant, <laughs> so toast and barbecue sauce. Toast and barbecue sauce. John Y'all Cusack never like tried little, it. Tried now. He's like a plain little chicken tender and yeah. Jack Black is like here because because the movie is kind of a downer in a lot of ways. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean sorry. it's really funny. I'm but sorry. It is a it's downer. a downer in all ways. This movie, <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay, let me set the scene for everyone. You're at a party. Yeah. And at the party, you're sitting on the couch because you're tired. Yes. Your feet hurt. You've been wearing the same like Prada loafers this entire time because let's just say you're rich. <laughs> let's just say you're rich. Okay, you're sitting on the couch. Next to you on the couch is a friend, and then next to that friend is another guy who's just staring at the floor and listening to like mm-hmm. an iPod, even though this is the year 2030. Yeah, <laughs> that's this guy. That's John Cusack. That's John Cusack. <laughs> um, and at the end of the day, I think Jack Black provides like a really great 
Like he's this really great bounce board to mm-hmm. so like John Cusack doesn't seem like just a fucking void robot. Yeah. Because this movie can very easily make John Cusack look like a fucking piece of shit with yeah. no personality and no soul other than the things you like, which is a big point in the movie. Um, and like the things that you like are what people like about you, not your actual personality, mm-hmm. which unfortunately John Cusack has no personality in this film <laughs> other than I'm sad and I'm a man whose ego is constantly being tested. Yeah. Who feels like entitled to being with this woman who is with <laughs> you guessed it tim robbins <laughs> in a ponytail just looking his best honestly <laughs> that fucking scene where he's like replaying over and over again oh ian God. coming into the store yes. and like what they're gonna do to him mm-hmm. is so fucking funny and what's his name the the fucking other guy dick he like pulls the air conditioning unit out of the wall and he just like smashes it smashes it over his fucking head oh my god <laughs> this movie is loads of fun once again if you just don't take it too seriously if you identify with john cusack's character rob this yeah. movie is not for you <laughs> I mean, maybe, but also maybe not, because I think having characters like like uh, Lisa Bonet and um, and Jack Black kind of like sober you up, like because I think that's what all of them do to John. Yeah, Cusack, totally. Character Absolutely. in the movie, because mm-hmm. the whole thing, if you haven't seen this movie, is like he's really pissed because uh, his girlfriend has left him. And so he call he like he's talking to the camera and he's like saying his top five loves ever like right. his top five breakups because his life sucks so exactly much. that he has taken the time to categorize these and so he contacts all five women um, to kind of like get closure like some sort of insight into himself and he's fucking wrong about all of them and he's wrong about this context of their breakups mm-hmm. and so I think that if you're someone who identifies with him as a character <laughs> it can kind of drag you down but then you have these other fringe characters like i think especially like Catherine zeta jones and oh also my god like jack black who's telling him that he's full of shit the entire time what's really incredible is to pivot away from the one and only thomas jacob black yes uh Catherine zeta jones does an incredible job of sort of like lifting you out of the world that the movie has put yeah. you in and taking you to a whole different planet because in her house it's like all the shots are in like slow-mo mm-hmm. she's like tossing her hair like 90 percent of the time <laughs> she's got her winning Catherine zeta jones smile yeah and she's just like pretending to be the or maybe she is this person and i think you as the audience member have no idea and that's what's so exciting about her performance yeah is you have no idea whether or not she's actually like this or if she's just putting on a facade we yeah. have no idea because she kind of seems she is kind of full of shit but she also is the only person looking at rob and saying like no you're full of shit it reminds me of the character of holly glidely in breakfast at tiffany's for uh-huh. obvious reasons but genuinely i think she's full of shit but fully believes in the shit that she's full of yeah yeah i agree and i think that that's a unique and fun character to play with i love that Um, and then just her against john cusack is always just such a delight yes um circling back to jack i think the thing that like really gets me about his role in this movie is that at first glance and i think that this connects to who jack black is as a per, like as a figure in hollywood is at first glance you're just like he's like greasy and unkempt and like kind of <laughs> crazy like fucking whatever but then he you realize that he's actually very calculated in mm-hmm. his performance like it, and in the way that he looks because like there's that scene where he's uh he has his jacket and it's vintage yeah and 
Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like John Cusack's like like roughing him up or yes, something. Yes, and he's yes, like, yes. No, it's my jacket. It's vintage. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so like you do actually you, care. you have made a decision about how you present yourself and how you are as a person. It's just kind of like against the norm of what we would think of. And so uh, no one really gives it a second thought. But then you realize that he's actually like incredibly smart and interesting. The truth is n- n- Jack Black is not everyone's cup of tea he should be uh he really should be but but you know he, he has this like unique way of of administering lines yeah of of giving you the prescription that you need to survive <laughs> so um he's like really brash and bold and very over the top and not everyone really leans into that or not everyone believes that the thing is he's so believable in this character that he's built for himself throughout his career that you have no choice but to lean into it so if you refuse to lean into it that's on you but he's perfectly believable in almost every role he's done where he's played this kind of character yeah the like dejected unkept unruly angry passionate guy who's really into music or some other thing yeah I mean, it helps that he has like an insane amount of confidence in his own identity. I don't know if Jack Black is like a confident guy about like the way that he looks or the way that he is. But I do know that I think he's confident in his ability, at least, or like the role that he knows that he serves in these movies and specifically this movie, um, which makes him like that much more magnetic. It's almost like he's like an actor who lives on like a different plane of existence. Like he's like an alien. Absolutely. Visiting. <laughs> in, this, in this movie, he's a total fucking snob. So like when you close your eyes and you think of a snob, you sort of think of maybe like a wine snob mm-hmm. or like someone who's really into coffee or someone who's really into like class music or like snobs in a sense of they're very well kept and they very and they care very much about what they are about yeah jack black in this film is a total and complete snob Mm -hmm. in a on a very different plane of existence yeah because he doesn't give a shit about anything but the shit he gives a shit about yeah and if you don't give a shit about that shit then get the fuck out of his store, basically. Exactly. So I really admire his commitment to being a fucking snob while also being a slob. A slanob. A slanob. If you will. And even though he is this like smaller supporting role, every time you see him, you first of all, he steals the scene, obviously, as you said. But you also kind of have this feeling about his character that there's like, there's more. There is more inside of Barry. And then you see that come out in the last scene where he finally starts his band, which was his dream. Like, I love that (laughs) the movie ends with with accomplishing accomplishing jack black's dream (laughs) he sings sings marvin gay and he performs the shit out of that song it's an incredible ending Uh, please go look it up just just to save your day if you're having a bad day oh my god it's Um, so good my favorite scene in this film in this the entire film mm-hmm. like forget about everyone else forget about joan cusack okay who i love oh, she's also great in this the movie. other cusack who is also incredible in this film um my favorite scene of jack black's mm-hmm. is when he starts trying to come up with like the playlist for laura's dad's funeral yes it's so oh funny. my god <laughs> that is one of the funniest things i have ever witnessed in my life in yes. my life it is like gut-wrenchingly hilarious like i almost peed my pants yeah like it, because john cusack walks out and he's like laura's dad died and jack <laughs> and just like, like, oh, oh major bummer man <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So let me. And he's like, so top five, top five songs about death. (laughs) And then he starts like sort of redirecting it to be like, okay, what would I play at Laura's dad's funeral? (laughs) And then, and then John Cusack, of course, is like going to go like fuck him up because what he's saying is so downright like disrespectful. (laughs) See, one of my favorite scenes with him though is the the Evil Dead two scene. Oh my god! Where John's like, if if I hadn't seen Evil Dead two, but I said. I hadn't seen it yet. Would you think that I was going to see it? He's like, but you have seen it. He's we like, saw it together. You, you literally have seen it. He's I like, don't understand. But let's pretend I hadn't but seen it. But you have. <laughs> and then finally, at the end of the scene, he understands. He goes, oh, but the word yet. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yet. Mm, I see. Perhaps you could not have meant to see it. But if you did see it interesting but if you really wanted to see it you (laughs) would have by now right (laughs) right (laughs) it's so fucking funny Uh, you just you gotta see this movie it it was on my like date night movie totally it's also uh it's on hbo right now as is the i feel like we can't necessarily talk about this film without talking about the recent uh, like insane remake is it it on hulu i think it's on hulu yeah but the movie high fidelity i think is available to stream on hbo hbo yeah but the but the series that mm-hmm. that is like the quote unquote I hesitate to call it a remake because it's like a different take on yeah. both mediums like on both pieces of media that yeah are high fidelity which is the book and the movie mm-hmm. and the and the movie is very close to the book but then the TV show is very close to both things yes. in different ways so um, I have not seen a single episode of High Fidelity, the series. Me neither. But just wanted to point that out there. Uh, it's very meta that I heard it was uh, good. Zoe Kravitz is playing Rob. Yes, because her mama was in the movie. And she was the love. Well, one of the many. Oh, uh, yeah. Interests. What was her? What was her name? Oh, Marie DeSalle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think like at that point, uh, Zoe Kravitz must have been like, what, 10? 12 maybe something was like she that. born she was both oh, sure oh. she was born oh she was born all right oh, right it came out in 2000 duh. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, she was I'm very silly. much born i was thinking uh, of this as like it like an 80s movie which it is not it's not but it feels very much yeah. like an 80s movie it's very whiny like mm-hmm. an 80s movie yeah <laughs> and it has john cusack in it so uh, you know yeah just really quick to touch on joan cusack she's brilliant in this film as she is in all films yeah i have so much love for joan she plays like the single mutual friend between rob and laura his ex-girlfriend and so she's like the messenger essentially well, between she's, the two she's she plays his sister is it supposed to be his sister yeah. i didn't Which even so realize that. <laughs> i just thought it was like so a friend <laughs> um but yeah she she's amazing yeah and she like she's just like fuck you because yeah. <laughs> rob does some shitty things he's so mean he does some shit uh, he's things. probably the worst like like I think I would probably classify him as like a fuckboy now. I've like dated a, a spe- many a, a specific flavor of fuckboy though. Yeah. Uh there he is, guys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rob of High Fidelity. <laughs> our hot take. Go read the movie, but most important go read, go read the, the movie. movie. Go read the book. <laughs> Definitely watch the movie though. Go watch the movie. If you want to go read the book, <laughs> and if you really want to go watch the series. The series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was high fidelity. Oh, love it. 
All right. Next movie, Monica. Next movie is the movie. The one you've probably all seen. The one you've seen that you know Jack Black is in. Mm -hmm. And no, it's not Nacho Libre. We debated (laughs) on that one and we decided not to do it. Correct. (laughs) But I do love that movie. (laughs) School of Rock. Came out in 2003, written by Mike White, directed by Richard Linklater. Mm-hmm. After being fired from his own rock band, guitar player Dewey Finn, played by Jack Black, needs to raise some money to pay for his rent and his bills. When his best friend and school teacher, Ned Schneebly, played by Mike White, is called to be a substitute teacher at a private school, Dewey pretends to be Ned and accepts the job. He finds talented young musicians in his class and he decides to form a rock band with the students. However, he must do this in secret so that the school's principal, played by, of course, Joan Cusack, (laughs) and the students' parents know nothing about his plan. Once Dewey wins a competition called Battle of the Bands, he can take the $10,000 prize. Wait, what the fuck? $10,000? That's nothing. But he can pay off his bills. That's true. Sorry. $10,000 prize money and be recognized in the rock music business. Yeah, baby. 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 All right, y'all. All right. <laughs> School of Rock is one of those movies that I saw as a kid and I was like, this is a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again as an adult and I said, no, no, no. This is a fucking film. This is a family film. <laughs> A family movie. This is a film. Anyone can see this and (laughs) enjoy it. It's so good. It is the definition of fun for the whole family. Mm -hmm. But like with an edge. I think there's an edge. There is a total edge for Uh, sure. And Jack Black was literally born to play Dewey Finn. He was born to play Dewey Finn. No one else could have played him. No one else. I think. No one else. Except for maybe like chris farley back in the day maybe 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 barely (laughs) (laughs) he's the only one who feels reminiscent but but yeah jack black is like uh he's incredible he's iconic i think the proper word is iconic for sure um whenever anyone thinks of school of rock the first thing that comes into their mind is jack black Mm -hmm. 100 percent. unless you're me and you think miranda cosgrove staring (laughs) at jack black (laughs) Uh, a very young miranda cosgrove (laughs) a a tiny baby miranda cosgrove the baby every time she speaks a line you can see you can envision her having practiced that line about a thousand times about one million times yeah. probably in her trailer <laughs> while she was doing like drake and josh or some shit whatever she was doing but mr schneebly gold stars but mr <laughs> schneebly i'm sorry are you gonna teach us something or are you just gonna sit there <laughs> i don't want to be a groupie bitch shut the fuck up groupie sleep with the band let everyone <laughs> not do their homework for once please <laughs> It's like that kid in the class where your teacher forgets and like the the class is about to end and she forgets to assign homework Uh and everyone's like on the edge of their seat like, okay, it's almost time. Yes. And the one kid in the back like raises his hand and goes, Mrs. Parker, um, you didn't, are we having any homework today? And everyone fucking looks at that kid and wants to fucking destroy him. And beats him up after school. I know. And she goes, oh yeah, read pages one through six thousand tonight <laughs> yeah that's miranda cosgrove that's in miranda movie. cosgrove in this movie <laughs> um i think jack black does so well with these kids because he's so childlike himself he is really childlike he's, himself. he's just like a big baby um 
One of the things I will say, though, is he's an adult when he needs to be. And I think people in his life, as he has this character, don't give him enough credit for that. Because the way he handles the kids when he needs to is actually very responsible. Yeah. And also, like, the entire time he never speaks to them like they're children. No, he speaks to them the way he speaks to everybody. He levels with them. He's like, guys, I'm a a level with you. I have a hangover. Yeah. (laughs) Who has food in here? (laughs) Come on, come on. You're not not going to tell on trouble. you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, he's so good with them. And he, I think he was genuinely born to act with, uh, like, alongside children. Yeah, with and, like, for children also, in a way. Because he's done a lot of movies that are family movies. And then some yeah. that are explicitly kids movies. Mm-hmm. And people like the movies adults like going to see jack black's movie with their kid like absolutely and i do think that someone like that someone like jack black gets written off a lot of the times because of that reputation like because of certain jobs he's taken totally but i think there's a lot of value in being someone who is kind of like family friendly but still really really funny and so talented family friendly but also very much not (laughs) yeah Um, but also in some ways not what i love about jack black and specifically this film is he has such like aficionado is not the right word for it i would almost call him like a disciple of rock Mm -hmm. because he genuinely believes that it's going to change people's lives yeah like he he he's like rock and roll will change the world right in his mind like you as the audience member have to fundamentally believe that he believes that rock will change the world yeah. so when you're when you're seeing him kid because the thing is is he literally kidnaps these kids to yes. take them to like battle the band and shit. <laughs> um when you see him make these decisions you as the audience member justify these actions because in your mind he is doing it for what is what he believes is a just cause mm-hmm. so in order to uphold the the holy grail that is rock and roll he needs to use these kids and in the end he's not using them they're all sort of like doing it together but in the beginning he's using them to sort of i i I mean the 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 best way to describe it is like rock is his church and he's bringing new people into the church (laughs) is probably the best way that i can describe it no 100 percent that like the so the scene where he initially starts uh playing guitar with zach and they start playing smoke on the water oh my god yeah it's one of those scenes like that as you're watching it and this i mean this obviously happens in movies but i feel like this one it's really stand out well you're watching this scene and it's such a brilliant scene and as you're watching it you're like i'm watching a scene that people will talk about for a very long time mm-hmm. and will reference for a very long time. Absolutely. And it's really exciting to watch no matter how many times I rewatch this movie. I'm just like, it's so fucking good and so memorable. And there are so many uh, like gold nugget scenes in this whole movie. <laughs> um, Chilo, you have a base. Chilo, you have a base. Um, my favorite thing, I was sort of, as I watched this movie as an adult, I sort of, tried to put myself back in my like however young shoes and try and figure out what I was thinking when I was watching this movie and the only thing I can remember thinking watching School of Rock with like my dad was oh my god like it is so sick that every kid has a role yeah like every student in the class 
is special in their own way Mm -hmm. and has a role for the greater cause yeah no one was left out and even when like for example um the little black girl what was her name uh, oh, i forget her name uh let's call her i'm just kidding oh <laughs> is it tamika yes it yes. was tamika um and she was like worried because even though she's an incredible voice she was like i i'm insecure about my weight yeah. and jackpot like misses no beats and it's like excuse me ma'am i uh, I've always had a problem with my weight and when I get up on that stage like people fucking worship me. Yeah. And I think Jack Black is a body positive icon. A body positive icon. <laughs> um he instills so much confidence mm-hmm. in these kids yeah. that they start to see themselves as individual human beings because I feel like a big part of this movie is the fact that like their entire paths have been chosen for them because yeah. they're literally like five and at a school <laughs> that's like meant for 20 year olds. Yes. So it's just very interesting to me that um, Dewey Finn as a character is essentially there to, to literally guide them mm-hmm. into being more confident into doing what they actually want versus what someone tells them is the right thing to do. Exactly. And to give them like that little spark of confidence. That's like, yeah, if you're feeling insecure about this one thing, don't worry when you get to adulthood, you're still going to be insecure about it, but you just sometimes have to get over it in order to do what you love. Yeah. So I think like, when I, when I say, like, he is an irresponsible human being who is sometimes responsible, this is sort of what I mean because mm-hmm. he genuinely cares for the well-being of these kids in a very different way than his parents care about them because, mm-hmm. or their parents care about them because he cares about cultivating their love of life versus their parents caring about cultivating their success in life. Yeah. So, you know... It's just a good fucking movie. He's amazing. I do want to pivot for a moment and talk about Joan Cusack. Oh my God. Who is so good. She should have gotten a best supporting actress nomination for this movie. Just for this movie. Because she is so fucking good. The scene in the bar where she's talking about how she used to be fun. Where she goes, I used to be fun. I used to be fun. I used to have fun fun and she's and she drinking the beer 17 by stevie nicks i lost my shit because i think i related to that scene so much more as an yeah. adult than i did as a kid because as a kid i remember watching this scene being like this is fucking weird like uh, weird lady yeah exactly. dancing on a table but now i'm like yeah bitch you get yours right because even though like i'm 25 i mean i have like old lady tendencies a lot of the time and i watch that movie and i was like I feel you, Joan. I feel you, girl. I feel you. I'm like, I also used to be I fun. I used to be fun. <laughs> oh, like my he, God. He, like, liquors her up, basically, so he can get approval to go well, on the field trip. But then he, like, sees who she is as a woman. Well, here's the thing is he does to her what he does to the kids. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not in that way, you, you filthy animals. I just mean he he sort of like guides her in her own journey to self-confidence because mm-hmm. in the beginning of the film member, she's just so, so um, she's so insecure 
yeah. because in her mind she's she's it's a lot of pressure to run a school where parents are like so far up your ass you yes. can taste them in your mouth like yes. it's just not but and you know you have to run a tight ship so then even even your coworkers hate you everyone hates you yeah. you have no allies so you're insecure you have no allies and there's all this fucking pressure in to to run like you said a tight ship yeah of course you're going to be devoid of personality of course you are because no one's letting you mm-hmm. and i think part of what jack black does in this film is provide that same sense of like well what do you like what do you want how can you find your own confidence mm-hmm. because i i'm telling you how i found mine like i found mine with rock the kids are finding theirs with music like how are you doing it you know, I think it's really cool to see the progression of Joan Cusack's like sh- shaky chihuahua demeanor because <laughs> that's exactly how I would describe it. It's like her. in the beginning of the movie, she's like, Meh. and she's just so incredibly wound up mm-hmm. so tight. You know, when people say like, oh, you're wound up so tight that if like if I stuck a piece of coal up your ass, it turns into a diamond. Yes. If you stuck a piece of coal up her ass, it would turn into an entire diamond mine. Yeah. This bitch is. <laughs> this bitch is wound up um and i love that towards the end of the movie Mm -hmm. she starts to unwind as dewey sort of like gets under her skin yeah because she's able to she's able to let loose and sing 17 on a table and like cheer for the kids at the the battle of the bands and stand up to the parents (laughs) guys i'm the principal i'm letting this happen everyone just shut the fuck up i love i love the scene when uh the parents all come to the school because all their (laughs) kids are missing and they're all in her office screaming she's just like so your children have gone missing uh-huh yeah yeah okay okay (laughs) and it was and she's just standing there like Like smiling like yeah yeah. like that's her breaking point she's just like it is what it is and it's truly out of my control what it is um what's crazy is i never understood any of the safety measures of the school because someone could just walk in pretend to be someone else take your children and leave they didn't take his social security number no copy of the driver's driver's license. license nothing nothing they just really needed that substitute guys so they just badly. needed that sub so badly a sub above <laughs> shout out jersey mics uh yeah this we don't even have to tell you about the about the scene where he writes the song in the middle of the class you want to sing it monica when does he write the song in the middle of class the, the, in the end of time, there was a man who knew the road. And the legend was written on the stone. And then he's like, chimes. I know, it's like, it's like chimes, chimes. And then a single spotlight comes down. Smoke. <laughs> <laughs> the artist must be true. <laughs> This movie, it's so fucking good. It's so good. It's a movie, every single time I watch it, I sit there and I'm like, I'm fucking grateful that this movie got made because it brings me so much joy. It brings the world joy. If you haven't seen School of Rock lately, pop it on, baby. Mm -hmm. Pop it on. Enjoy your life a little bit. I think that one's also on HBO, is it not? I think it's also on HBO, man. Oh, look at that. Look at this. HBO, we love you, man. Homebox. Homebox office. Homebox office? We fucking love you, man. It's not TV. It's HBO. It's HBO. (laughs) Sponsored by HBO. (laughs) 
Oh, uh, any last words about Skew of Riak? No, it's just it's just so good. It's a movie where like Jack Black is just fucking being himself. And that's what's inspirational about it is that it's because that's that's why he's inspirational as a person in real life, because he's just himself. He's unapologetically Jack Black. Exactly. So like, I feel like kids look at Jack Black and they're like, he's insane. I could be that. I could be him. We could be one. I could be it my, could be both my of us. silly self and be successful. And be a god. Exactly. <laughs> and they worship me. And being like, he, the thing is, is, it's like, it's not even just this movie. It's it's every movie that he's in. He's in fucking, he's in the yeah. holiday. He's yeah. in a Nancy Myers rom-com and he wins the heart mm-hmm. of Kate Winslet. Yep. And you believe the whole thing. And you believe And the you whole want them to be together. Thing. And you go, I want to be with someone like him. He's, uh, he's just so talented. He brought DreamWorks back to life with Kung Fu Panda. They <laughs> died for a while there. All right. <laughs> he brought them back. Seriously. With not one, not two, but three. <laughs> three panda martial arts they're films. really good movies they're good <laughs> and he acts alongside angelina fucking jolie and dustin hoffman come Lucy on Lou. guys come on give him a chance so that brings us to our third movie the third and final installment of this series yes 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 so this movie is bernie which came out in 2011, written by Skip Hollinsworth and Richard Linklater, directed by Richard Linklater, based on the article in Texas Monthly by Skip Hollinsworth. Assistant funeral director Bernie Tita, played by Jack Black, is one of the most beloved residents in the small Texas town of Carthage. Sunday school teacher, choir member, and creator of spectacular funerals, Bernie is a friend to everyone, including Marjorie Nugent, played by Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> A rich but nasty widow whom no one else likes. When Marjorie is found shot to death and stuffed in a freezer, Bernie is charged with the murder and concerned Carthage citizens immediately spring to his defense. No pues wow. <laughs> First off, this movie is a delight. It is an absolute delight. Okay, my favorite thing about this movie is those goddamn townspeople <laughs> blabbing away, blabbering their mouths, and gossiping, giving us all the hot guys about, 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 about Carthage. About fucking Carthage. About Carthage, and about how Marjorie Nugent had it coming. She had it coming. She was so, she was done around me. She was done around me. <laughs> oh my God. I will admit i had never before we watched this movie for the pod i never saw bernie uh just because i don't know like i guess i remember seeing the poster for it yes that's it like i never i swear i swear to god i swear to god i'm a goddamn life i've never (laughs) seen a goddamn single trailer for bernie i just never have no one's ever shot it to me i didn't know jack black could act at that point in my life to 2011 oh hell no 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 (laughs) (laughs) your accent is just so good we're doing this because this is exactly how everyone on this entire fucking movie talks including jack black his accent work (laughs) is is so good believable mrs nugent mrs nugent (laughs) no marjorie i just wanted to come on down and make sure you were okay marjorie i brought you some soaps some chocolates Oh, that'd be my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Mrs. Nugent, I just want to say that someday I will plan you the most beautiful funeral. You will have all the roses in Texas. <laughs> yes, well. <laughs> the, it, the, okay, Jack Black is incredible in this movie. If you want, if you're going, I need 
evidence that Jack Black is a talented, genuine actor. Watch fucking Bernie because he's still Jack Black. Like he still brings his Jack Blackiness, but <laughs> but he's just the performance is so incredible. I mean, he got a Golden Globe non- nomination, but I need more. I need more. I need more critical recognition for I Jack Black more. and the fucking work that um, he does. Here's the thing we say he's incredible he's actually sensational in this film like i have never in my fucking life seen jack black act this way yeah um he you can see him sort of dive his entire being into this character who is this like short stubby really nice soft-spoken man and he would not hurt a fly and he is the assistant director for Funeral Home. He's so good at sales. Everyone loves him. He's generous <laughs> as fuck. And the whole fucking town has got his back. And he has the voice of an angel. And he has the voice of an angel. He sings so much in this yeah. movie. Um, and he's just so brilliant. He's just so doggone brilliant. And one thing that I love that he does is he uses his mustache as like a prop. Yes. To <laughs> assist him with his acting. <laughs> and it is so admirable. I he just like so this movie is about it's about a murder well (laughs) it's about a murder because Bernie murders Marjorie um because she's awful the he like strikes up a friendship with her and like a little bit of just backstory though he strikes up a friendship with everyone yes with everyone. this isn't like a particular case if that makes sense no it snowballs later but they just ended up becoming like the be- the closest of friends and then people were speculating like are they more than friends blah 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 because she's like in her fucking 80s yeah and, she's fucking old and he's like 38 or something he's like in his mid-30s and she, they're like traveling the world together always first class Paris, blah, new blah, york blah, sharing hotel rooms so Florida. all the towns people are like are you know they're gossiping they're like i heard that they shared the same hotel room in new york <laughs> I heard that she bought a nightgown that showed her booby. <laughs> oh, disgusting. <laughs> and then, but then she gets really possessive and essentially traps him. Well, here's the thing. So if we want to talk about like what, what, what is actually sort of happening here is there's a lot of psychological manipulation happening. Yeah, yeah. She's being very abusive and mm-hmm. I obviously not in the physical sense she doesn't hit him or anything but there is abuse in the emotional sense right yes. so she's emotionally and mentally abusing Portia Bernie Bernie Tita Bernie Tita <laughs> um, and as you as the audience member are forced to sit in this awkward position of this bitch is a mean old hag who is so mean to our beloved Bernie, who all he wants to do is sing 76 trombones. Yes, he, he's a musical theater star as well, <laughs> which is amazing. It's just so delightful. Um, and you see this woman being such an asshole to everyone. She fires people left and right. She hates people. She, she tells people how much she hates them. Mm-hmm. And yet here's Bernie giving her the time of day and giving her friendship and camaraderie and companionship and she doesn't give a fuck i mean you sort of as the audience member see her being attached to bernie Mm -hmm. you see her there are scenes where she's just staring at him singing and like you could see a lot of love in her eyes or or he's just talking about some some story or something and, and she's looking at him very fondly but then the way she acts towards him is so 
demeaning yeah. and mean-spirited and controlling. and controlling. And she treats him like a possession. Mm-hmm. And so you are sitting there like, oh, my God. He done kill her with the rifle. Mm-hmm. And he stuffed her in a god dog. <laughs> So he puts, he puts her in a freezer because he said that every, he believes everyone deserves a burial, which I'm just like, oh my God, Bernie. Oh, Even though you child. just fucking murdered someone, yeah. you're nice. So here we are sort of thinking like, is this guy crazy? Or was this literally just a moment of like, ins- like you start to side with the townspeople who are all yeah. like, Bernie wouldn't hurt a fly. If he did this, it wasn't him. It was like a different version of him. Yeah, so pretty much most of the people but like know that he did it. In the town, yeah. Yeah, most of the townspeople are like, yeah, he did it, but she had it coming. I don't know why he didn't just take her body up in his airplane and drop it somewhere over <laughs> somewhere else in the country. <laughs> they're, they're literally going like, I don't know why he didn't just like hide the body. Blah, blah. <laughs> like, they're hoping that he had covered up the crime so that Bernie Tita wouldn't be arrested for life. Mm-hmm. But then there are a couple people who are like, I still don't believe that he did it, even though like he, even he though confessed. he literally is like, guys, I did it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. And, and it gets to a point in the movie where he can't have a fair trial. So Matthew McConaughey is like, he's the D.A. All right. right or all something. Right, all right. Um, he's the D.A. of this like this area. Yeah. So I don't know how it works in Texas, y'all. But there's lots of DAs all over the goddamn state. And in the in the town of Carthage, it's basically the south. It's to the east of the pines. So everyone's just fucking shooting each other up in that motherfucker. Everyone's got their hands on a goddamn truck trying to win it. And all they're doing is trying to find some inter- entertainment. And all Matthew McConaughey's doing is throwing them in jail one by one like little birds. <laughs> That's his whole job. We are unhinged. <laughs> but yeah, so Matthew McConaughey is basically like he he's the one who's going to be prosecuting Bernie. And he's like, he he knows all the townspeople. He's like, I know that y'all love Bernie. But like, but he's a he motherfucker. Her. <laughs> but he y'all. murdered her. <laughs> and like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, I felt so conflicted the entire film because I'm like, I want Bernie to like not get punished for this, but he straight up murdered that girl. He murdered, but then, uh, but then the fucking cherry on top is that even when he does get arrested, he all he does is like craft. teach prisoners how to cook, <laughs> and he does crafts and he needlepoints pillows for like carthage's recently deceased he's just you sit there and jack black does such a good job of making you go like i so don't want to believe that you could be capable capable i don't want to believe that you might be a sociopath and all of this is calculated like this whole identity is calculated because to us it seems like literally how could it be mm-hmm. he's only been so kind and selfless the entire movie up until the point where he shot marjorie nugent in the back and like even five then times. You, uh, even then i didn't believe it that was what, what that's what it was so, so funny quickly. it happened so quickly and it was so weird because i was like is this like fake because yeah. again i went into this movie not knowing anything about it not even knowing the story it was mm-hmm. based off of so i was like oh is this like his fast like um imagination like he's yeah fantasizing? the way that they shot it makes oh it, be- it makes God. it seem like for a minute it's like something that he is imagining doing but isn't actually doing and then you realize that he did it and he immediately like drops the gun and goes like oh my, oh my god. god oh my god jesus i'm so sorry <laughs> marjorie marjorie no marjorie no what have i done what have i done 
um but yeah so jack black was really tasked with giving giving this fucking dude layers of like could he be crazy could he not be and have this was just his breaking point i don't know it's he did he just did such an amazing job and then fucking on top of it it doesn't help that richard linklater loves bernie tita and thinks that he should be let out of prison and let the man live with him. Oh my God, he literally, so fun fact, our boy Richard let Bernie live in his fucking garage. Real Bernie. Real, like real Bernie. Yeah. Like we're talking, this is facts, go look it up. Yeah. He literally let Bernie live in his fucking garage during the period of time where he was led out for sentencing to be resentenced and he obviously was resentenced to jail yeah. one more time i think for 99 years yeah or life um and in between the time he stayed at richard linklater's house mm-hmm. in his garage yeah <laughs> so richard had an agenda he had an agenda <laughs> apparently they were hoping that like this movie would help in the resentencing it did not here's the thing um, <laughs> The movie does a really good job of letting you know exactly what the ramifications are of taking Bernie out of society. Yeah. Which is people lose their homes. People lose the shit that he bought for them. Yeah. People's businesses like get run down. No one's like teaching the drama kids. No one's taking care of this. No one's decorating that. Like it does a really great job of showing exactly what his stance is in the community mm-hmm. and what the ramifications are if you take him away. Because um, a big big focal point in this movie is he's very generous, yeah. almost to a fault, because he gives away the a lot of um, Marjorie's money. Of money. <laughs> like, like, like over half a million dollars, y'all. Yeah. And he just gives it away. Like, he lives in a very modest house. Mm-hmm. He's behind on the payments of his own fucking car. Mm-hmm. And yet, he's giving away hundreds of thousands of dollars to the members of his community for, like, their small businesses and everything. So, when the fa- when the goddamn feds sees the assets, everybody's going down the hole. Mm-hmm. Everybody. <laughs> so, you can see how... Some I think a lot of what this movie does and a lot of what specifically Jack Black's performance does is it skews your perception of what is good and what is bad. Yeah. Because his stance in the community is so darn good that if taking him out causes more people's lives to be ruined. Yeah. I'm shrug. You guys can't see it, but I'm like shrugging. Yeah, I just don't know. Because a lot of people think that, like, when it comes to murder, (laughs) murder, they think that it's like very black and white. Which, in a lot, I think most of the time, it is and should be. When you're taking human life, but it's it's really hard to see that as a good thing. This movie forces you to kind of face that maybe there is a gray area maybe of this or maybe maybe there isn't a gray area like murdering someone is always fucking terrible but i mean like black and white in terms of whether they should go to prison right exactly exactly but should he have been punished the way he had been punished yeah because of the members of his own community which almost everyone like like literally almost everyone except the fucking da yeah was like y'all we get that bernie did this she was just a mean old bat I do, I do think that if it hadn't been in a southern state that he might have oh, totally. gotten off oh totally or might have served like 10 years and then and then gotten out or something because you hear about that happening a lot where if it's someone who only killed like one person and the circumstances were kind of fuzzy because they were facing some sort of abuse like they're not going to go to jail for life if it's in like California I killed a man with this thumb 
<laughs> and I'm still cooking Gusto's kitchen. <laughs> yeah, if it were yeah. France. I mean, the honest truth of it all, y'all, y'all listeners out there, we are not experts on law, no. nor are we experts on philosophy. So if y'all <laughs> want to take some lessons from us, all we know is that Jack Black made us believe <laughs> that he was innocent, even though we saw him done shot Marjorie mm-hmm. dead. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying the power of Jack Black. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you guys should, if you watch Bernie, you should also go Google some interviews of the real Bernie Tita because what, what a delight. What a delight. <laughs> that does not excuse the fact that he shot Marjorie dead. Poor Mrs. Nugent. With four bullets in her back. What darn shame. But he's just a hoot and a half. <laughs> go watch this fucking movie, it's guys. Just good, it's just guys. so good. It's uh, so good. It'll make you think, and just like we sort of just hashed out here mm-hmm. we have no conclusion as no. to whether or not he should have you know gone out of prison earlier he should have been sentenced he should have not been sentenced like we have no answer to that yeah. question because i think that's not the point i think the point is that the movie just wants you to think yeah. a little bit more about mm-hmm. what what does that gray area look like yeah and what are the ramifications of taking someone out of society that's so beloved and do the ends justify the means and if there's a mean old bay with a lot of money, do you spend her money or do you give it to that stockbroker guy? I don't know. All we know is exactly. this is a delightful film. You gotta watch it. And you will be talking in this accent for 10 million years after you watch it. <laughs> the little, the wine, the wine was really good that you did just there. Oh, nanny. <laughs> Golly, what a day. Oh, boy. Oh. That was Bernie. <laughs> that was Bernie, and that was Jack Black. And that was the second Richard Linklater movie we did. Yeah, we, they love each other. They love each other. <laughs> they are best friends, no? Oh, they no, are we're friends. Are they mono? We? No? We? Okay, Monica. We? What have you dabbled in? I recently got a standing desk. Well, I recently got a standing desk. Um, I'm very happy with it. It's saving my back. Yeah. It's saving my ass. Um, <laughs> I'm so happy with it. Um, my husband built it for me. Wow. Uh, he usually does. He usually doesn't bother with building furniture. <laughs> Not bother, but he doesn't like it. But he did a good job. I mean, who with does one. like it though? I like <laughs> it. Me. You like building furniture? I like building furniture when I'm by myself. I don't want anyone else. <laughs> interesting um it's great it's got an uh an electric button that mm-hmm. like i it's got two arrows one for up one for down obviously <laughs> wow. um and it's really nice that's so nice what about you <laughs> <laughs> um my so i got a new mattress yay but i haven't been able to assemble it yet not the mattress but like the the new bed frame etc because what does the bed frame look like it's just like a plain like steel just for there's no headboard or anything i might get like a decorative headboard to attach later oh six 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 but it's just like the bottom part because it's a queen and i have a full right now and so my new mattress cannot fit on my old frame Mm. nor do i want it to because that shit squeaks but uh it came earlier than expected and so i have not had the time to clear the space for it to be set up so i just have my new mattress sitting in my living room which is very sad but i'm Jesus. very excited for the potential of good sleep oh yeah finally baby. coming to me hopefully this week i'm hoping today i'll get uh some shit cleaned out oh yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's just really exciting. I'm a big believer in a lot and good sleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. This is my first new mattress since the... Since the end of time. The last mattress, the mattress I have now, I got it used <laughs> when I was 21 years old. So it's been a oh, long no. time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since it came around. <laughs> been a lot of time, but I'm making damn. But that, so that's my only quote unquote dabble. Besides that, it's just life, you know, work, uh, quarantine, baking, mm-hmm. etc. Do you have another thought or are you just sitting there? <laughs> you look like you were thinking. <laughs> do we have a question? <laughs> yeah, we do have a question. Um, the question is. What movie has your favorite soundtrack? This is really fucking hard. Do you have it? I do. I know mine. Go ahead. Uh, mine is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Interesting. That soundtrack slaps, especially because they use all the old radio ads. So when you get the soundtrack on like Spotify or whatever, you get the whole thing. So it just sounds like you're listening to the old like 1960s radio. And it's so good. Plus, I love every song in that whole movie. Oh, it's incredible. such a vibe. Totally. So, yeah. Um, I have to be honest. I don't have a favorite. I have a lot of favorites. Okay. Give me. And two. I think uh, I'll give you one. I'll okay, do you okay. one better and I'll give you one. Okay. <laughs> um, I really love the soundtrack to baby driver. Oh, that's okay. A, that soundtrack fucks. Yeah. That's a good soundtrack. <laughs> that soundtrack fucks. I know we don't like Kevin Spacey anymore. Y'all. I also just didn't like that movie, but was he slow though? That, that shit slapped. <laughs> Was he slow? <laughs> Was he slow? <laughs> uh, it's just, it's got some of my favorite bops in it. It's a good fucking soundtrack. It's a good one. Go check it out, actually. Um, I think it's on, obviously it's on Spotify. Um, I think so. And if you don't want to give that movie your money, you're listening, you're streaming money. A lot of people have playlists that they made of just the songs. <laughs> so go check those out too. This is Monica's accent now. Forever. <laughs> this is who I this is who I am. <laughs> Aaron, what is your favorite movie soundtrack? Uh Baby I didn't I didn't think about Baby Driver. That's pretty good. Oh well, so that threw a wow. wrench into things. I said it earlier, but Guardians of the Galaxy One and Almost Famous. Oh, okay. Guardians okay. of the Galaxy mm-hmm. One and Almost Famous. Mm-hmm. Those are good choices. Guardians of the Galaxy does have a really, really, really good soundtrack. So, I, I mean, it helps that the plot is music. Yeah, that's true. Music centric yeah. as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that was it. That was it. That, that was, was all of Jack. Like that was all of Thomas Jacob Black. Yeah. Oh, actually, I'm going to give a quick call to call to action to the people. Um, if you don't follow us on Instagram, do please, it. Please follow us on Instagram. And please tell your friends to follow us on Instagram. We have a weird phenomenon happening right now where literally one of our posts has now over a thousand likes on it, but we have exactly 75 followers and have not gained a single follower out of those 1,000 people. Guys, can you hear the desperation in Jessica's voice? I would love that. I'm sorry. Just as someone who works in social media, this this really is getting at me. Don't worry about it. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to our girl, Susan yes is we, it Susan uh, or Suzanne maybe it's I think it's Susan is it Susan is it Susan <laughs> we don't know but we love you thank you yeah she sent us a nice little sent us a nice fan sweet note. DM 
Uh, this um, gives us a good chance to remind you all that if you do have a daddy, please submit it through a form at uh, johnfavreau'smydaddy.com. Yeah, we can't tell you when we'll do it, but... But we'll do it. We swear. We'll do it. We're really good at our word. Yeah, Susan sent one in that we've definitely talked about doing for a while now. We just mm-hmm. haven't planned it yet. Um, so... But yeah, they will come unless it's someone absolutely insane. That's true. Susan? Yeah. Oh, unless Susan. you're like, do a Timothy Chalamet episode. And no, I'll be like, like no. They're too young. <laughs> too much of the baby. Too young. Too young. Too baby daddy. Mm-mm. That's <laughs> like saying, do Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> no, no, no. He is not old. I think it's slightly different. This <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. All right. All right. As always, Monica. Don't sue Don't sue <laughs> Let's try that again. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Here, we, we can do it in the southern accent right, just for you. Yeah, all okay. Right, all right, all right. All right, Monica. As always, don't sue his daddy Favreau. All right, all right, all right. All right, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>